Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Now I'm going to continue here uh, sharing with you this series I believe God has laid on my heart about who is Jesus. Who is Jesus? And we're going to answer that question today, but we're going to go to John the Baptist to answer that question. When you go to John the Baptist, who was a forerunner of Jesus Christ, the one that was out in the wilderness that was crying, prepare ye the way for the Lord. John the Baptist, he answers this question on who is Jesus. Now, when you look in the Gospels and you read and you see those times of John the Baptist and and him preaching and testifying, John the Baptist gives a powerful testimony to some religious leaders that were around him. you got to understand that in that day, there were some religious leaders and all they were about was tradition and ritual. And John the Baptist came as a forerunner of Jesus Christ and they were questioning John the Baptist And John the Baptist gave a powerful testimony telling who Jesus is. And in the Gospel of Matthew, we find John the Baptist declaring in front of those religious leaders these words here. John the Baptist says, I baptize you with water, with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not even fit to carry. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. You go over into the Gospel of John, the Apostle John, and you find recorded there in the Apostle John, John the Baptist again. And he's speaking to the religious leaders, and here's what he says. He says, I would have not known him, talking about Jesus, except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, what did he tell him? He said, The man whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. So the question today, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Jesus is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. I said Jesus is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to be baptized with the Holy Spirit? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. We're going to answer it today, and I believe the way that we answer this question is for us to go and see what happened on the day of Pentecost, which is what we celebrate today, the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Now, Pentecost was also known as a feast of harvest. That was another name. This, this thing, Pentecost, was a, was a festival. It was a celebration. The word Pentecost actually means 50. It means 50 because it was on the 50th day after the Passover celebration that the Pentecost celebration was celebrated. You remember Passover, right? When, when they celebrated how God brought them out of Egypt, out of that bondage they were in. Well, they celebrated that Passover meal. And in 50 days later, they would celebrate the Feast of Harvest or this Pentecost festival. 
And on Pentecost, when they would celebrate this festival, Jews from all over the world would travel into Jerusalem to celebrate this festival. But on this day, on this Pentecost that we read about in Acts chapter 2, this would be a Pentecost like no other because on this Pentecost, this is when the Holy Spirit came in power and filled the early Christian believers. So that's what made this Pentecost different. And we read that in Acts chapter 2. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together. Who was they? It was the uh, disciples and those gathered in that upper room, those believers. They were gathered in one place, and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Holy Spirit, I ask for your help right now. I pray for your anointing, God. You know my prayer this morning. I pray right now, God, an anointing over myself and over everyone that is listening to your word, that we would all be open and receptive, God, to what you would want to do in our life. So, Lord, have your way right now. And, Lord, I know your promise tells us that your word will never, it never returns empty. So, God, I pray for fruit to come forth in the name of Jesus. I want to tell you this morning that as your pastor, that it is my burden and that my prayer, along with the staff here as well, and every leader, I hope, that every one of you that are connected with this church, that you would be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Every single one of you. That's the burden, that's the prayer of my heart as your pastor that every single one of us would be baptized with the Holy Spirit. What does baptize mean? Well, think about what happened last Sunday when those people that had professed their faith in Jesus Christ, they went down into that water and they were fully submerged. Some of them went a lot lower than the others. They were fully submerged, they were baptized, they were submerged, they were soaked in water. And can I tell you today that the, the baptism, it, it just means this right here, that the Holy Spirit wants to, he wants to, to submerge you and soak you. Jesus wants to submerge you and soak you in the Holy Spirit. Who is Jesus? He's the baptizer. He wants to fully submerge you and soak you in the Holy Spirit. And if we've ever needed to be soaked and submerged in the Holy Spirit, it's the day that we're living in right now. And the Bible says here that they were all gathered together and they began to uh, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Now, what were the results of that? What were the results of them being filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, I'll tell you what the result was. The, the, the early church was established and it was launched out. And now these, these believers were walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. What were the results? They had a, they had a power about them. And, and they also had now uh, the results of this uh, infilling of the Holy Spirit. These believers now had a, a boldness and a courage to go out and spread the good news of Jesus Christ in a culture that was dark at the time, a culture that was full of immorality, idolatry, political oppression, racial division. And can I tell you this morning, I stand before you and tell you that God's people needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They needed to be baptized with the Holy Spirit then in that dark time. And if we've ever needed it, we need it now in our dark time for God's people to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. 
the great Methodist preacher, yes, I said Methodist, the great Methodist preacher Samuel Chadwick, he was quoted one time as saying this right here. He says, I'm not good for anything unless I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not good for anything unless I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you today, friend, we're not good for anything. We're not going to be good for this world. We're not going to be good for this community unless we're filled with the Holy Spirit. So God help us today. Who is Jesus? He's the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. Let me just share a few things with you before we pray. Jesus, the baptizer, he promised the coming of the Holy Spirit. Jesus the baptizer promised the coming of the Holy Spirit. If you were to look over in the Gospel of John, John 16, verse 7, Jesus is having uh, that last meal, that last supper with his disciples, and listen to what he tells them. Jesus says, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, who was the Holy Spirit, will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. First of all, let me stop right there and tell you, the Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, if I go, I will send him to who? To you. It was a promise. Jesus promised, the baptizer Jesus, he promised The coming of the Holy Spirit. This promise of the Holy Spirit to fill all people, we see it happening in the New Testament. But we see it also predicted in the Old Testament when the prophet Joel, as God spoke through the prophet Joel and said these words through the prophet. He said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. All people. Listen to me, the promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for all believers. Don't check out on me this morning. It's for all believers, no matter who you are, no matter your race, no matter uh, your gender, no matter your age, no matter the denomination that you grew up or whatever kind of mindset you had growing up. No, Jesus promised, the baptizer Jesus, he promised to send the Holy Spirit to all believers, all believe that includes every one of us in this place today. And you know what qualifies? You know what qualifies you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? You just need to be born again. Born again. Born or is anybody born again in this place today? Amen. You need to be born again, set apart unto God, saved. Now, don't confuse, don't get confused here because I want you to know that when you are saved, I want you to know when you are saved, there is the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Once you invite Jesus into your life, you're born again, you repent of your sins, and by faith you trust in him. There is an indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit that comes. But after we're saved, listen, we need the indwelling, but we need to be infilled with the Holy Spirit. We cannot just settle for the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to have a desire. Not only for the presence, but we also need a desire for the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, all Jesus needs is people who are thirsty for living water. People that are thirsty for living water. All Jesus needs are hearts that are hungry for the fullness of the Holy Spirit in their life. I love what the great Andrew Murray said. I have this quote here. He said this right here. Men ought to seek with their whole heart to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That means every one of us in here today, we should seek. We should seek with our whole heart to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Are you seeking to be filled with the Holy Spirit? With your whole heart, is there a desire in your life to want to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Are you, are you thirsty for, some, for the power of God in your life? Are you hungry for the fullness of the Holy Spirit in your life? Then you will seek after it. There has to be a desire to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit, just like they were all gathered and waiting for that promise. And the Word of God says that when they were there and the Holy Spirit came to fill them, that the crowds accused them of being drunk. That right there tells me that any time that there is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit's power at work in our lives, there's going to be people to mock it. There's going to be people to mock it. And that's what hinders a lot of people from going on and receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, worried about what other people might say or what they might think. And sadly, People will mock. People are going to dismiss the Holy Spirit. People are going to try to suppress the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit working. The truth is, on this Pentecost Sunday, there's probably pulpits all over America today, and they won't even say anything at all about the Holy Spirit. And if we've ever needed the power of the Holy Spirit, it is the day that we live in now. One of my spiritual mentors was telling about how his granddaughter was uh, in college, and she was in a religious class, a religious class, and the professor said, open up today, and we're going to study the book of Acts. And they were all excited. And then the professor said, we're going to study the book of Acts, but it does not apply to the church today. It does not apply to the church today. That's why that professor told these kids in this religious class. And can I declare to you today that we accept the book of Acts as not just the history of what God did in the early church, but we accept the book of Acts as how to model the church in the church today. Amen. Amen. If it's not for today, then why would Jesus promise something and then take it away? If you don't believe the book of Acts is for today, how can you believe somebody can be saved? How can you believe somebody can be delivered? How can you believe somebody can be healed? No, the book of Acts is for today. If the baptism with the Holy Spirit, my question would be, if it had stopped at the book of Acts, then why does Paul tell us in Ephesians not to get drunk on wine, but to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Some of y'all need to hear that again. Don't get drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. That word, be filled, in the Greek there that Paul shared in the language, it means someone who is continuously being filled. One translator said you could say it like this. Don't get drunk on wine, but be being filled day after day. Be being filled day after day. Be being filled day after day. I'll tell you right now, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit not too long after I was saved, right here at this altar. I spoke in tongues as the Spirit enabled me, but guess what? I need to be being filled every day. I need to be being filled every day. I need new and fresh feelings of the Holy Spirit today. I'm going to need them tomorrow, and I'm going to need them the next day. And guess what? You are too. Amen. And I praise God today that the baptism is is real. It was real then on Acts in chapter 2, and it's real for today. I'm praise, I praise God that it's real for us today. I'm grateful, aren't you? Grateful for the help of the Holy Spirit, especially when you're going through battles and storms in your life. 
Come on, I'm grateful for the power of the Holy Spirit in those times of troubles, those times of trials. I can tell you, listen, I'm just going to be open and honest with you. I was thinking about this message here and how the Holy Spirit has helped me. And there has been some times of spiritual warfare in my life in the past and even recent now. And if it had not been for the Holy Spirit helping me, I'm not even sure I'd be standing right here right now, to be honest with you. Because the Holy Spirit helped me to get through it. I'm thankful today. I praise God today for the help of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm going away, but it's to your advantage because guess what? I'm sending you a helper. I'm sending you a helper. He's going to help you. He's going to be in you, and he's going to give you power, and he's going to help you. I think about how the Holy Spirit showed up and worked in the ICU room that morning that my dad was passing away. I mean, we had to make decisions just like that right there. But the the Lord, through the work of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ was in that place and in my heart. And I know he gave us a wisdom. He gave us a peace that we wouldn't have had if it hadn't been for the Holy Spirit helping us. I praise God for that help. I praise God for the Holy Spirit being able to help minister to people who have gone through tragedy and crisis in their life. I'm telling you right now. You, you can't do it on your own. When you're there before someone, they've lost someone in a tragic way or a crisis or whatever it may be. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. And all you can do is say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. And he will help you. I think about the counseling sessions and what people are going through in their lives. And thank God for the Holy Spirit who helps us. Listen to me, please. Listen to me. The baptism with the Holy Spirit is real for today. And you need to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit so He can help you. So He can help you in your life and what you're going through. Jesus promised the coming of the Holy Spirit and Jesus promised the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus said these words here. He says, you're going to receive power. And that word in the Greek is dunamis, which means dynamite. It's like dynamite power. There's going to be an exploding power in you. You're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Think about it. The same power that Jesus operated in when he preached, when he healed people, when he delivered demons out of people, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, the Bible says that same power has been given to us. That same power. Jesus said you will receive power. If Jesus said that you're going to receive power, then why are we walking around trying to do everything in our own power? We wonder why we're not seeing the results and the fruit like they saw in Acts chapter 2 when they were walking around and people were being saved and healed and delivered and why God's not working in us and through us. Could it be that we need the baptism with the Holy Spirit in our own life? We need more of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I'll stand before you today and tell you right now, I I, I need the the baptism with the Holy Spirit. I need power. I need the anointing. You need it. We need guidance. We need help. Every one of us in here today, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need it. You know why? Because too many churches are dying. And too many Christians are walking around Uh, halfway defeated, they feel like quitting or they feel like giving up. Listen to me, I broadcast it today. The church was never meant to walk around dry and dead. 
Christians were never meant to walk around dry and spiritually dead. We should all, every one of us in this place today, we should have a pep in our step because we're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And listen, we should be on fire for God. Every single one of us should be on fire for God. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need the Holy Spirit in our churches. We need the Holy Spirit in our... Listen, the Holy Spirit is in us. The power of the Holy Spirit is in us through the baptism. And we're filled. Then we're going to see people being saved. You're going, you know why? Because you're going to be witnessing and you're going to be leading people to Jesus. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit in our lives and our churches because when we do, people are going to be saved. We're going to see people set free. We're going to see that baptistry full of people getting baptized in that water. We're going to see people growing in their faith. We're going to see God transforming families and transforming people. You know why? Because the power of the Holy Spirit is working. We need more than ever the Holy Spirit in our churches. We need it in this church. We need you, Holy Spirit, in this church. We need the Holy Spirit not only in the church, but we need the Holy Spirit in our communities. Can I tell you this morning that our community does not need a popular church with great programs. Our church, our community needs a powerful church with spirit-filled believers who are walking in the power of God and demonstrating the power of God. And when our community has that, we'll see our revival come to our nation and in our own community. We need that Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the power so we're not barely walking around so we can have that life-giving power to make us overcomers. If we've ever needed the power today to make us overcomers, we need it today. You think about the pressure from culture right now for everybody to bow and bend down and compromise and tolerate sin. Listen, the more pressure that comes, and it's coming, it's coming, believe me. I dealt with it this past week. There's pressure coming from the culture for you to bend and for you to bow to the things of this world. And the more pressure that comes, the more of the Holy Spirit we need. We need more of the Holy Spirit. We need more power. More power to stand for truth. When you go into the workplace in the day that you live in right now, you're going to need the baptism with the Holy Spirit to give you a power to stand. Because your co-workers, they're going to be putting it in your ear, and they're going to be putting it in your face, and even the people you work for, they're going to be putting it in your face as well. And you need a power to be able to stand and say it's wrong. And I stand for God's way. You need a power to be able to stand in the school, in the community. You need to be able to have a power to stand in your private life when nobody else is looking. Oh, Jesus, help me. Think about everything that's going on right now. Who is, who's going to be light? You see the, the lights are dimming down in America today. I mean, let's just be honest. Who's going to be light? God's people will be light because we're full of the Holy Spirit and His power. And we need that power so we can uh, be light and that we can do things in a way that would be pleasing unto God and make us a witness, which brings me to my last point. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit's witness. Jesus said these words. He said, you're going to receive power, and then you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Listen to me, church. When we receive the power of the Holy Spirit, we become witnesses. We become witnesses. 
What did Peter do? He stepped out of that upper room and he preached a powerful message and 3,000 people were saved. I say, Lord, do it again. Do it again. Peter was a witness. He preached a powerful message. Repent of your sins and receive forgiveness through faith in Jesus Christ. What did the believers in that room do along with Peter? They came out of that upper room and they witnessed And I want to tell you that sooner or later, you got to come out of your upper room. Sooner or later, you got to come out of your upper room. It's good to be there. It's good to seek the Lord. It's good to pray. It's good to desire and draw near to God. But sooner or later, you got to come out of that place and you go go out into the place around you. You got to come out of the upper room and you got to be a witness. I ask you the question how in the world can we be a witness if we just come in here and shout and praise, but we leave it all here? We never carry it outside. Pentecost is about going outside. Jesus said, he said to the disciples, he said, you will be witnesses. Have you been a witness for Christ? Have you been a witness for Christ? My prayer is that everyone that's connected to this church, that we would live a lifestyle that is Christ-like and that we would witness to this world around us and they would see us, they would see Jesus. They would see the power of God working in you and working through you. Listen, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit so we can be a witness because there's multitudes of people all around us that need Jesus. And we need to make sure we're filled with the power so we can be a witness and so we can win these people to Jesus Christ because people need the Lord all around us. They need the Lord all around us. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come, brother, thank you. People all around us need Jesus. I ask you this morning, do you need Jesus? Do you need Jesus? Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know him as your Savior? Do you know him as your Lord? I'm going to ask you to bow your heads real quick, please. Nobody looking around. I'm asking all Christians to please be in prayer right now. If you're watching online, please be in prayer. Do you need Jesus? Do you need him to save you from your sins? Do you need to repent and receive Jesus Christ into your heart and life today and accept the forgiveness that can only come by faith through Christ? Nobody looking around. Maybe for the very first time or maybe you just feel this urge and sense to rededicate your life back to Jesus today. I want to just ask you real quick, if you want me to pray for you because you're ready to Receive Christ to be your Savior and your Lord and your Lord. I want you to lift your hand. Nobody looking around. Just say, that's me. Would you pray for me? Come on. Would you hold it up high? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You can put your hands down. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Christians, for praying. Keep praying. Those that lifted your hands, maybe you didn't, right there where you are, Can you just pray with me and just say, Jesus, I am a sinner and I need to be saved. And I thank you by faith for what you did for me on the cross. I believe that you died on that cross in my place. I deserved it. But you shed your blood so my sins could be washed in forgiveness. And I thank you for taking my place on the cross. And I believe that you were placed in a grave. And I believe that you were raised back to life and that you're alive. 
And I put my faith in you today, Lord. Forgive me, please, of my sins. I repent. I turn from them. And I put my faith in you, Jesus, to be my Savior and to be my Lord. And I ask you to give me peace in my heart right now that I would have this assurance that no matter what happens to me, that heaven is in my future and that I will be with you for eternity. I thank you for saving me. Tell him that right now. Just thank him for saving you. He gave his life on the cross for all of us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Lord, thank you for giving these people everlasting life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's praise the Lord for those that made that commitment to Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, just for the next few minutes, I want to talk to you, church. Paul asked this question. He asked this question to church people, and I'm asking you right now. Paul asked, he says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? I know he indwells you, but Paul was talking about, did you receive the filling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Jesus said, he says, I've come, I am the baptizer with the Holy Spirit and fire. How many of you believe this morning that Jesus wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit? How many of y'all believe that this morning? Come on. You believe that Jesus has a desire to fill you with the Holy Spirit. How many of you believe that if he fills you with the Holy Spirit, that we'll do a whole lot more for him in these last days than we would ever do in our own strength? Come on. So we believe that Jesus is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. We believe that he wants to fill us. We believe that we can go on and do a greater work than we've ever done because we're filled with the Spirit of God. So how many of you want to be filled with the Spirit today? Come on, lift your hand. Come on. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hey, listen, some of you, maybe you were filled years and years ago, and maybe you need to be being filled again. You need to be being filled again and again and again. So I'm going to ask you to stand with me right now. I'm going to ask everyone in this place to stand with me. And I told you a while ago, like Andrew Murray said, let all men with their whole hearts come seeking to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to ask you right now, if you, if you have a desire to seek with your heart to be filled for the first time with the baptism of the Holy Spirit or whether you've been filled before and you want to be being filled again and you want God to use you, I'm asking you right now. If you have that desire, I'm inviting you to come right now just for the next few minutes and find a place. Come on. As close as you can, make room, make room, make room for people. Come on. I want, I want a fresh. I don't, I'm not going to walk around dry and dead. No, I'm not. I want a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit in my life. I need it today. I need it more than ever. I want to be baptized. I want to be submerged and soaked in the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, you come around this altar right now. We're making room. We're making room. We're making room. We're making room. Just find a place. Make room. Come on up some more so those...